Hi, I'm Sarah Grace McCandless, and welcome to On Brand, where we take a closer look at the desire for a true connection between consumers and the brands that they engage with and support. Now, within this desire for a two-way relationship, people are really seeking out brands with purpose. And that is certainly the focus of our conversation today. Timing with Giving Tuesday, which actually started about eight years ago. And that kind of grew out of this desire to kind of have some counter-programming, if you will, to the more retail-centric things that are going on during this holiday season, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Giving Tuesday was really born um, to drive a lot of that support towards organizations, nonprofits, charities, and whatnot. And today, my guest uh, represents a member-driven organization that certainly does so much for so many people um, across the board and including on the volunteer side. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. But first, I want to welcome to OnBrand Viviana Pagan Muniz. She leads the strategic execution for AARP's Help Center, which is a newer initiative and lives virtually in li online. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But Vivi, welcome to OnBrand. Hi, great to be here. We're so excited. We're, we're so excited to have you here. So, you know, I was thinking about um, our conversation today. And one of the things I talk a lot about uh, with this show, I, I use the words brand and consumer or brand or customer, right? And I got to be honest with you, sometimes that word customer or consumer almost feels a little impersonal because we're talking about connection. It feels uh, we want to talk about people and person. Well, with ARP, we talk about members and we talk about membership. And that's a, that's a great place to start. So I'd love to know and just have you explain a little bit about what membership means and tell us a little bit about AARP and the initiative. All right. So, I mean, our purpose as an organization is to empower people to choose how they live as they age, no matter if you're a member or if you're a person that belongs to the 50 plus community of the United States of America. Uh, but membership for us is, you know, not only a fee that you pay into, it is kind of our whole kind of family, a nationwide family of people that belong to the organization and participate in our organization in different ways, right? Um, as a member, you can attend in-person events, even though COVID has definitely impacted that. As a member, you can participate in our advocacy work. You can volunteer with us. And also you can take advantage of the member benefits that we have, you know, worked for with our providers, um, which are, you know, discounts in different areas of your life. But really being a member is kind of being part of this collective of 38 million people um, that, you know, come in for different reasons at different times in their lives. And what we want to do is just be there for them um, as they manage health finances, caregiving, and, you know, just anything that can, can, can happen to you as you navigate your later years in life, 50 plus. Mm -hmm. And I say 50 plus because a lot of people think, oh, no, I don't have the ARPH to join yet. Um, that's for my mom. Uh, who's 70, right? And it's not really true. I want to I wanna break that stereotype today. <laughs> yeah, there are some misconceptions around what that means and who this is for. And I'm, I'm really excited to talk about that. And really, I think some people are going to be surprised too, particularly some of the initiatives that you've been spearheading and leading. Um, I love what you said about membership. I just, I'm a, you know, I'm a writer at my heart and my core, mm -hmm. and I love words and definitions. 
And I think that there is both a literal and a figurative meaning when it comes to membership. Um, and, and you've done a great job illustrating what that what that looks like through the AARP lens. You know, if building off of that, we talk also a lot about CX or customer experience. And maybe in this case, it's MX, member experience. <laughs> we do CX and MX for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm wondering, what does that look like? How does that translate from an ARP perspective? What's the lens there? Okay, so I am really passionate about this, and I really think ARP uh, has been doing an amazing job at kind of putting CX at front in the front of everything that we do. Um, really, it's been our focus um, in our marketing work, in our advocacy work, and uh, you know, and just the whole overall member experience, as you said. And I really love that we are trying to position and evaluate all of our programs from the perspective of adding value to your life with ARP. And we do this by trying to be a wise friend and a fierce defender. So we're a wise friend in many areas of life, like I said earlier, like caregiving and um, your health, your finances and situations where you need information, where you need um, some, some sort of resource, right? We have a lot of that to give you as part of you being a member and of consuming our information online. And then, you know, a fierce defender because we do have our advocacy arm and we really want to be there for those moments that matter to, you know, protect Medicare, Social Security, and caregiving uh, legislation. So we really want to be that fierce defender when it comes to those things and ensure that, you know, people 50 plus now and tomorrow have those things assured. Um, so that is kind of the angle and the lens that we're trying to take everything through. And we are really um, customer experience obsessed, member experience obsessed. And that is part of what I do in my role as well. I love that. Wise friend and fierce defender. I mean, who doesn't want both of those things in their life right now? I love how clearly defined uh, you are as an organization. And I'm curious, how much has that helped, I would say, maybe in your work, I would ask in your work, and also just with the organization as a whole, in terms of serving as a compass for the things that yeah. you do? So not only are we focused on developing programs and advocacy that support the 50 plus community, but also, you know, how do we deliver that, right? How do we deliver the services and the programs and the products in a way that feels authentic to you, that you feel that we're, we've got your back? And so we really take a very key listen into the voice of the consumer and voice of the members. Uh, and we listen in and we, you know, we, we hear what they're saying. We hear the feedback that they're giving us constantly, obsessively in a way, um, to make sure that we're providing on that experience, um, whether it's online, whether it's at events, whether it is you know, through the actions that we're taking. And so um, in my role, uh, I am the health network advisor. And basically the help center is a new online tool that we created where you can go and find a one place where you can find all of our customer service channels right there for you to access. And that was one of the things that before, you know, last year, people didn't know that we had other ways to serve them other than them having to pick up the phone to ask a question about their membership or to ask about our programs or to sign up for an event. And so creating this centralized experience where you can 
find all the ways that we can help you and all the places that we can um, help you from so that you can choose is something that we're very, very excited about. And, um, and there's this big misconception that um, older people don't uh, use online tools, right? Uh, and it's really not true. I mean, uh, we really wanted to have, you know, chat and a chat bot and SMS service and, uh, you know, social media service for people available uh, because people are online a lot, especially this year, right? They're looking for that human connection um, during this year where, where you really can't go very much anywhere. And mm -hmm. so we created the help center so that they can choose when, how uh, to talk to us. Um, and so we have help articles for those people that don't like to reach out to an agent. We have um, we have a, a bot where you can do your own uh, transactions about your membership, uh, and it can give you information about our different programs. And of course, we have a suite of great um, live channels like chat and social response where you can go in and talk to our wonderful, wonderful agents. That's fantastic. I know that this uh, launched about a year ago, I believe. Is that correct? It's been just about a year since the Help Center kind of came to be. Um, so happy anniversary and happy birthday. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, we did launch beginning of December. Yeah. And you know, we've been learning so much in this first year uh, and already kind of planning so many enhancements and things that we want to do in 2021 to you know keep making the experience better and better every day for, for our members. Well, I think it's really amazing that, so if you, I mean, I know a thing or two about production schedules, and if you launched last year in 2019, you were planning this for some time. So again, kind of talk about a, like a little, maybe a foreshadowing intuition crystal ball, but I mean, quite frankly, ARP as an organization has been undergoing this sort of digital transformation and shift for some time now. And it seems like it served you well, got you prepared for these things that none of us could predict. So uh, can you tell me a little bit about that and what's going on just from an overall digital shift at AARP? Absolutely. So like you said, we're undergoing this digital transformation. Um, and what we want to make sure is that we're poised to serve our members of this generation and the next, right? Mm -hmm. um, people are now expecting to have certain functionalities and certain features available when they go online from companies, you know, Amazon and Netflix and all these other brands have really set a precedent. And so we really had to have something where they could go in and find the help that they need, where they want it and how they want it. So um, the help center kind of just brings that all together into one place and they can serve, you know, their account management needs. They can ask questions about the organization and anything that they need help about re related to ARP, we're there to cover for them. Well, you know, and that kind of ties us back to something you mentioned before, these breaking down these stereotypes or these assumptions, you know, and that's including that the, a the ARP audience is not, online, not digital. Clearly, yeah. um, that's false. That um, is so false. And just so you know, I mean, Gen Xers are 50 now. So mm -hmm. you know, Gen X grew up with the internet a little bit and millennials are just 10 years away from being 50 or yeah, even some are already kind of closer than that. So we have to be ready for these new generations. And also, you know, there's 60, 70 and 90 and 80 year olds that absolutely also prefer to go online to do something. Uh, so, you know, we want to offer an, an alternative for each and every one of them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and if you think about it too, I mean, it's not just, well, let me ask you, I should not make an assumption. 
do you find too that it's not just the members who are accessing these digital resources, but maybe somebody else in their family too, who could be their child, their grandchild. Um, so at this point, it's all digital, right? Fair to say? Super fair to say. And I, you know, we have a lot of users that have come to ARP.org, which is our main help, you know, our main site, sorry, um, during the pandemic to look at resources to help their parents undergoing situations. Or, you know, we've had people that are not members but are looking to see what we're doing to help advocate, you know, for people in nursing homes um, or, you know, need caregiving resources or financial advice. And our organization has done such an amazing job in pivoting into becoming a trusted source of information for coronavirus and also just you know like I said pivoting some of our services that were in person before the pandemic to now offering things online so um, having a site that is easy to manage having a site that offers support to consumers is so so important right now um, because of this pandemic and I think you know life changed Mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future. So we have to be ready and continue to, you know, just improve upon the work that we've been doing up to this point. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And, you know, I, I guess, again, you know, you were sort of ahead of the game, of course. Um, the planning started well before your launch last year in the winter. You've had about a year under your belt with this help center. Um, are there anything, is there anything that's happened in the last year that you found proved to be very helpful to have or kind of already in place, maybe um, in light of everything that's happened in the world in the last 12 months um, or anything where it helped kind of shed a light on, hey, oh, wow, we didn't think about this, but now we're going to add this or uh, develop this in kind of phase two as you go into year two. Yeah. So, I mean, if, as you visit the health center, you'll see that there's these topic tiles kind of there to highlight some of the areas of our work. And, you know, thanks to having that template and that structure, we were able to pivot and really create a source for, you know, where you could go and find coronavirus information related to our services, because a lot of our services got impacted. Tax preparation that we do. Um, We had driver safety courses that were impacted, things that people had to go in person. And so immediately they had a place to understand, okay, you know, these are things are not being offered in person. These are the alternatives online that you can do, you know, while this is going on. And so it was just great to have that flexibility on the page. Um, for example, election cycle, we have, we're, we're nonpartisan, very important, but because we do advocacy and we work with governments, um, we made sure to have a government affairs tile where people could go and learn about our positions and our policy because people had questions about, you know, who were we supporting? And we don't support any particular candidate, but it was just important to kind of put that in front of people so that they knew where we stood and how, you know, how we supported this cycle. And also helping people register to vote, which was so important, right? So that is one of the things that we love about this help center. It gives us that ability. And also, you know, as we've learned from consumers, even though it's been a an odd year, um, you know, there's things like we, we like to call them pain points, right? That people still give us feedback about. So we're taking note again of all that voice of the consumer, you know, feedback that we have. And we're already building on, okay, what is the next thing we want to improve? What is the next service that we want to provide online that is not available online right now? And so it's an ongoing uh, effort to continue to, enhance the experience that already exists and provide new things online so that, you know, we don't have to make you jump, 
many different hoops and loops to 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 solve your problem, right? Um, so that's what we're focused on for 2021. Uh, stay tuned for seeing all the enhancements and please visit the the help site. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. And everything that you said today too, you keep coming back to this theme that it's so driven to listening to your audience. Very, very. Right? Yes. They'll, they'll tell you what they want, what they need. It's not necessarily defining the organization, but it's, again, helping to maybe see the areas that you want to spotlight or play up more. You might see some gaps or some areas that you um, needs that can be filled. And that's, it sounds like that that's a real driver from the get-go for yes. what you've been doing in this digital transformation. Is that fair to say? It is. And ARP has been around for over 60 years. It's a very big organization with a lot of different offerings and people come into it because of different reasons, like we've talked about before today. And so it's important to understand what is driving their motivations so that we can serve that up to them uh, and also learn, you know, what continues to drive them once they're part of us. So that's why data and listening are so important because we want to make sure that their needs are met. You might have come in as a caregiver, right? Because you're undergoing that situation, but you know, you got to think about financial planning. So we want to know that about our consumers and we want to serve the right and proper tools at the right time. So listening is key for that. Um, no life is static, right? Uh, we are always evolving and changing. So that's why, you know, the wise friend and fierce defender really like to me as an employee brings it together because we just want to be there for you, be honest, be knowledgeable, you know, be helpful. And, you know, there's so many things we pay attention to in our daily life other than, you know, going to ARP that when you, when you get to ARP, we just want to make sure that we're serving you what you need. Yeah, and keeping that theme of, you know, that wise friend and fierce defender, regardless of where you're interacting with ARP, it's clearly very prominent on this help center initiative that you're leading, also executed um, in your, your social efforts. Um, you know, what can you learn from those social conversations, do you think, in terms of you talked a lot about insights? Um, is, is that a component of it as well? Absolutely. That's part of, you know, one of the channels we look at a lot and um, people are there. That's one of the virtual communities that we have, right, for our ARP members and non-members that follow ARP. Um, so we learn we learn so much from their comments. Um, like I said, sometimes, you know, you got to grab those difficult comments and take the good out of it and learn from those. And other times, you know, it's just that really the ARP love um, that kind of happens in that community is amazing. People that have been members with us for 20 years sharing, you know, how ARP has impact them, impacted them positively. People that are grateful because we're advocating um, for, you know, caregiving um, in their state. And so uh, I think we learned so much from our, our Facebook brands um, and also our Twitter presence and our Instagram. And I think people just make those connections even amongst themselves uh, in, in our in our social communities. Um, so we really, really love that. And I'll say, because again, we're so big, we are nationwide, right? So not only do we have our main Facebook page, um, the ARP page, but also there are state pages where if you're interested in knowing what's happening in your community, what we're doing in your community, in your state, um, that's a great place to go and kind of join in and, and, and follow the conversation and be a part of the conversation. So we listen to all of that. 
And that's great to have something that's a little bit more localized to your specific area and state as well. And again, maybe, you know, I love how we're breaking down um, the stereotypes here. That what is what is the age sort of, you know, break here for ARP? Uh, n- definitely a digital savvy, digital um, first type of uh, audience and membership. The types, where are you on social? Having these sort of regional state specific areas to go to as well. You know, it's, it's I, I love just kind of reinventing what this definition is. I, I want to ask you a little bit more, too. You mentioned the Help Center itself sounds, you know, it kind of went out of the gate, but, you know, hit the ground running. You, you launched with, um, you know, a lot of content and you mentioned a bot driven experience as well. And yes. that can be a tricky situation to get right. So can you tell me a little bit more about how the bot assists uh, those who are visiting the site? Yeah, so our help center has a bot right when you click on chat. And um, basically that we we put the bot there because we wanted to make sure that there were options for people that don't necessarily want to talk with someone one-on-one and want to take care of certain transactions. So the bot can help you with anything uh, account management related, updating an address, changing your name, um, getting your membership number. Um, things like that. And also it can provide you information if you ask it a question about, you know, what are your caregiving resources, right? It can It can point you in the right direction. So it's a little bit of a concierge. And if you are the type of person that does like to talk to an agent, then you can tell the bot, hey, I want to talk to a person and they will, it'll, it'll send you to a person. So uh, we're just very excited that we have this ability now because a lot of people used to call us on the phone just to say, hey, what's my membership number? Mm-hmm. And so now they have this other alternative where they can go and find that for themselves if they so wish. So it's about giving them options. Again, um, not everybody likes a bot, but also not everybody likes to pick up the phone and call. So it's giving everybody an option to to do what they need to do. Well, and I think part of the my personal philosophy and, you know, what I talk to a lot of our partners about is like, if you're going to be a bot, um, you know, in, in most cases, it's best to be transparent that it's a bot experience. Yeah. Don't trick someone. People are very willing to embrace that. And to your point, things like a membership number, that doesn't need to be super personalized, right? But there's these other engagement and interactions. You want to use those technologies to free up, you know, your team to have right. those personalized engagements, right? Those more deep conversations or things, you know, issues where they really need a person to intervene and help out, make things right, you know? And so there's a lot of those more simpler transactions that now you can take care of this way um, if you so like. And um, and it's just very great. And I would say, you know, our bot is kind of friendly and it has emojis and it's really it's really yeah. great. So my, my team member who, Gets, a, gets to optimize the bot all the time is also looking for ways to, you know, again, be that wise friend and fierce defender because we look at everything through that lens um, now. It's just embedded in our in our souls and we're very proud of, you know, always thinking about how is the consumer going to receive this, right? That's our, that's our North Star all of the time. We don't want to just have a weird robotic thing, you know, going through flows just because so even your bot, even your bot should be on on brand pun intended but uh <laughs> yeah. true right because all the touch points that's really what makes the experience you wouldn't want that to feel disjointed um you know you're you're clearly with a very purpose um led organization and that's pretty transparent in the work that you do that's not always as immediate for some other brands companies and organizations out there 
Is there anything that you've learned in your experience with AARP that you think would be helpful for other brands to consider, even if they're not in that uh, organization or nonprofit world? You don't have to be in a .org, right, to purpose-led. Anything that you've experienced that you think is sort of universal? I think ultimately looking at it from the consumer experience lens and asking yourself, is this the right thing to do? Would I do this as a user myself? Would this be acceptable? Um, you know, how do how would I feel if I received this level of service? That's just the universal questions, right, that we should ask uh, no matter where we are. Uh, and I think there's more and more companies that are putting that heart behind the work, even though they're not, you know, nonprofit, right? Um, people are gravitating toward those brands that do the right thing, that, you know, offer seamless experiences, channelless even. I'm hearing that concept a lot now, channelless, for consumers to kind of go from one channel to the other and feel like, you know, there's not a, a change in their in their experience. Um, so I think that's what all brands really should strive for. And just heart, 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 heart. I think people people know when you're just there to sell them something versus really offer them something that makes a difference in their lives. I love that. And I, I, I think that that's something that we can all get behind. Right. And I, maybe even now, again, it's one of those things coming out of something like a pandemic, a global pandemic, that it's the silver lining is that maybe the after in the aftermath, we're thinking first with heart and not second, third or last or not at all. Yes. Uh, kind of to tie things up, you know, we're in this, the holiday season you know, Giving Tuesday is, it falls at the beginning of, you know, the end of November, beginning of December. We should, of course, be carrying that heart and giving whenever we can. But is there anything in particular from AARP's perspective, um, initiatives around Giving Tuesday or um, advice or, you know, guidance uh, that you'd like to share um, of ways we can continue to give? Well, first of all, I would suggest everybody visit the ARP Foundation website. Uh, it is our foundation and we help low income seniors in the United States. So, you know, if you can go make a gift over there um, and also, you know, visit our volunteer portal, um, which will show you opportunities for volunteering safely, uh, some virtual, some in person uh, in this holiday season. Because uh, I think, you know, we still have to keep in mind that there's a lot of people going through things right now. And, you know, it's just a great season and moment to help out however we can. But be safe, most of all. <laughs> of course. And it sounds like that there are a number of resources available to really figure out what is the best fit and what your options are. Again, yeah. lots of different ways to volunteer and give back well beyond this holiday season. Hopefully, uh, more and more so. We won't lose sight of that as we go into 2021. Uh, Vivi, it was so great to have you here today. Um, I encourage everyone who's listening to check out AARP.org, take a look at the Help Center, talk to AARP online yeah. and on social as well. Um, so much um, so much we learned here today. So thank you for sharing uh, more about the organization, helping to break down some stereotypes and, and talk about this really incredible Digital Help Center initiative. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for inviting us and thank everybody for watching and listening today. Happy holidays. To you too. Take care. Thank you.